baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, part of the spending spree, I guess you could call it, that the uh, legislature did last year, last session, that many people either are applauding or booing, whether uh, whatever your party affiliation is, was uh, a big, huge boost for the Department of Tourism. And that money is being put uh, in an effort, towards an effort to get people to not only visit Minnesota, but move here. So that's why today we are talking to uh, Executive Director of Explore Minnesota Tourism, Lauren Bennett McGinty, who joins us on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. Is that in your purview, Lauren, is to get people not only to you know visit here, but move here? And is, it, is that a different uh, argument to make when you're asking somebody to either just visit here or stay here permanently? Yeah, well, thanks for having me this morning. Um, I love talking all things Minnesota. So um, I think it is well within our purview. You know, we talked at the state for a while about the idea of how we can use tourism marketing as really that front door for economic development. Um, There have been a lot of studies about how when people visit a place, they're more likely to want to live there or start a career or go to college there. Um, And so really, we thought that now is the time to leverage our expertise at Explore Minnesota uh, and utilize that to help kind of attract people to live here. And uh, a lot of other states around the country are doing it that way and and recognizing that um, that tourism marketing is uh, kind of the first foot in the door to get people to want to permanently come and and reside in your state. Lauren, thanks for joining us. Why is this happening now? Are we in a population decline and we need more people here? What's going on? Yes, we've seen, and um, it's really no secret that the last couple years, um, really going back, you know, three to five years, there has been sort of um, a downward net migration, right? Uh, This past year, we were really fortunate that we did see some increases in our net migration and and new residents, which is fantastic. It's on the upswing. But the state demographer's office has been kind of citing um, those concerns for a while. And so I think every state around the country is trying to grapple with, you know, how do we uh, move people to our state, right? Is our state the best for something over somebody else's? How do we attract more workers? Um, So I think it's something that we're all fighting for as states. But in Minnesota, we really saw some of those numbers decline. Um, And I think now is the time to boast a little bit more about how great we are. So this is a marketing campaign really unlike the state has ever undertook before, right? Explain what these dollars are going to, what you're doing, and I guess where this message is going to be heard about Minnesota. Yes, it is unlike anything we've ever done. I think Minnesota, um, you know, we tend to be a little uh, more humble, a little bit more quiet about some of the great things that we have going on here. But um, our job at Explore Minnesota is to talk about all the things we do um, loudly for all to hear. And so um, the newest marketing dollars that we got, a lot of it is going into tourism as, again, you know, making sure that we're um, getting those messages out to get people here in the first place. But there is additional new funding that's going to be put toward um 
talent attraction, eventually business attraction, um, and kind of resident college age recruitment. Um, and the first go here is at that talent attraction. And we're going to be doing a lot of sort of documentary style videos that talk to new newer residents of Minnesota, get them to kind of tell their story, why they moved here, what they love about it. And we're going to be all over the country, um, places that we've never been before uh, for our tourism marketing, you know, thinking both coasts, um, focusing a lot on kind of the Northeast area where there are a lot of similar values, similar types of jobs, but maybe the housing market is more expensive there. Um, so really kind of casting information about our more affordable uh, housing benefits here, um, but also just the types of jobs we have. You know, we're a very innovative culture here in Minnesota. We have a lot of Fortune 500 companies. Um, we're home to the Mayo Clinic. So there's a ton of opportunity here for people. So you're not selling them on the weather? Uh, you know, we love to say at Explore Minnesota that we are a four-season state. And I think uh, we do really try to own winter and get people excited about it. I know this past winter has been um, strange, Not to exciting. say the least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we we think that people get really excited, especially about the spring, summer, and fall here. I mean, our falls are a little bit of a hidden gem, you know, especially when people think of the Northeast as a place to go. But we like to say that we uh, have just as much to offer as the Northeast, especially with those colors. And then winter, you know, we when it snows and it's it's gorgeous, and even when it isn't, there's still a ton of, of stuff to do outside, inside. Um, there's a lot going on. So we uh, are selling them on the winter. We're just kind of reclaiming <laughs> Minnesota and making sure people know it's not that cold all the time. <laughs> We're talking to Lauren Bennett-McGinney, Executive Director of Explore Minnesota Tourism, You've heard the arguments. We hear the arguments all the time. It's not only weather, you know, people fleeing to warmer weather states, but also states that are more tax friendly. How do you battle that? Is that just a perception thing or because it sure seems like many people make that decision to leave here because of that? Right. I think, you know, what we're seeing in in terms of outbound travel and, and people migrating, I think a lot of it is sort of retiring to warmer climates. Um, but I think that the tax piece is certainly interesting. I think it really depends on what your taxes are being used for. So we have a lot of conversations internally of, you know, where are people's income taxes going and how does that benefit them in the state in the long run? Um, and I think it's it's all about kind of where you're at. You know, you might not necessarily be taxed on income in other states, but um, you might be taxed higher on your house or you might have to pay for extra insurance because of where you live and what kind of weather you experience. So I think it's all relative and I think it's how we kind of package it up and talk about some of the other benefits that we have um, to really show people that there is a balance in that. So Lauren, um, Mark and I were at, Mark is my husband. I don't expect you to know that. (laughs) We were out to dinner last night at a place called Reverie. It's in the Powderhorn neighborhood. And you sit at long tables kind of together. And we started chatting with the people next to us. And as we were chatting with them, they started taking off these microphones, like lavalier mics that they, and it said on the door when we went in that said, Explore Minnesota is going to be filming here tonight. You know, heads up, you might be on camera if you choose to dine here. That didn't matter to me and Mark. So we, the two people sitting next to us. I think she's looking for a check. She's looking for a check. She's part of the video. I I just want to let you know they were, they are part of your campaign. Um, these people, this lovely young woman and her husband, he's from here. She's from Miami. And they both lived in Florida for 10 years. 
And I said, how did you get her to come back here? You know, she grew up there and they both lived here. And I said, why did you do it? They've been here three years. She said last winter was brutal. She said this one is much more palatable. But she said it was because her husband had a good job here. And he was working remotely in in Miami. He had a good job here. And she could also get a job. She works for the school systems. She could also get a good job here. And his family was here. I thought family ties are uh, a big one. But I can't – can I – Access and find their whole story on the Explore Minnesota page when you guys are done filming? Yes, you absolutely can. Um, they are great. We Do you know uh, who they are? Because I, I didn't yes, get their names. Yes, yes. Uh, they, uh, Seth and Ursula, they oh. are fantastic. Um, we've done a couple of other sort of clips with them and whatnot. So, so Jordana, you might you might be uh, an extra in our yeah. shoot. You'll have to you'll have to find out. But um, we have a couple of other uh, folks that we are we've been working with on this project, uh, and they are just residents and they love it here. Mm-hmm. And and they are all sort of transplants from other places and talk about the the great jobs that they've been able to find. But really, it's that life work balance and how they've been able to kind of live a very fulfilling life here. Um, and so when we launch the campaign in March, you'll be able to find all of that on our Explore Minnesota website and we'll have videos of them and we'll have their stories and, and they can kind of then we'll link off to, you know, what is a career in education or what is a career in marketing or, or any of the other sort of focus areas that we have. So um, uh, people will be able to kind of just see real people and hear real stories. It's not an actor we hired to travel around the city. Um, and we think it's the best way to have people see themselves in Minnesota and identify with people who are already here and make it the move a lot easier for them. So short of a huge population increase, after this is launched, this marketing campaign, how do you know those dollars have been well spent and that it's working? You know, we do a lot of studies. I think uh, on the tourism side, we have a lot of practice in how do we how do we hear from people who have been here, and if they did come here, was it because of our ads? So there is certainly a lot of work um, on in that respect of of doing research and kind of market studies. But we're also working with other state agencies to figure out, you know, if new residents are taking advantage of certain incentives. Do we add um, some check boxes to things like, how did you hear about us? Which I know sounds, you know, like, yes. oh, I'm trying to find a Facebook ad. It was a Google. Facebook ad. <laughs> Never heard of Minnesota until I got on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, uh, you know, finding ways that we can kind of get people to self-disclose, you know, the why. Why did you move here? What did you see that you liked about it? Um, and really following up on that. And then working with a lot of local uh, development groups too to say uh, when you're talking to new residents, can you do some surveying for us and find out why they're coming here and what prompted them? So we've got a lot of um, work on that side to do, but I think um, we have a solid framework of how we're going to try to collect that information. Well, this was a fun conversation, and we're going to ha- ask our listeners what would they tell people that are outside Minnesota is the best reason to live here. I'll tell you, Lauren, that when my friends visit, I'm from the East Coast, but and when they visit, they are always amazed uh, that the urban chain of lakes, I live near Cedar Lake, and I walk it all the time when it's nice out. And they're like, this is amazing that you have this right by your house. It's so far, you know, like by the kids school, and it's so close to downtown. They're amazed at the the continuity of you know, being out in nature, yet being close to downtown, yet having suburbia. And that's always my selling point. I tell them to come, but I, it's, it's hard to deter from the weather.
Uh, Lauren, <laughs> please, please tell Seth and Ursula that that crazy lady who was sitting next to them at Reverie last night asking a million questions. Up. I, I know it was me. I, and I said, I apologize. I'm like, I ask a lot of questions. It's the reporter in me, Adam. I, I ask a lot of questions. Uh, so please tell them we talked about them on the radio and, um, and they should enjoy and ha- enjoy their time in Minnesota. I absolutely will. And I really appreciate you uh, reaching out and, and that you got to meet them and, and kind of see all the great work we're doing. Yeah. Lauren Bennett McGinty, the executive director of Explore Minnesota Tourism. Have a great day, Lauren. Thanks so much. You too. What would you tell somebody, Adam? That's About a, moving here? Yeah. Like what's what's the reason you should move to Minnesota? Uh, you know, yeah, it's cliche, the theater of seasons. But honestly, you know, there's some people who just can't do it anymore. They just don't want like. And the older can't I get, do what winter? winter. And winter. the older I get, yeah. I, I see it. I stay busy. I was out on the ice fishing. I still enjoy that. But there's going to be a time in my life where I'm probably going to say, you know, me too. And what she's what she talked about. It's age. The age of the people they're trying to attract. Younger people. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah, difficult. It's sense. not going to be easy to do. And you know, you, people listening can roll their eyes and say, oh, "Good luck." It's the high taxes. You know what? There's a lot of good aspects about living in the state of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. There really is. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are certain states that have less taxes, um, but it's what you're willing to pay for and right. the result you're getting. And some people, just be honest, it's not for them. We get it. But I never thought it was for me. That's that's I what never, I'm saying. I, I should be asking you. I was working in television, and my agent said to me. Um, Jordana, there's an opportunity at Fox 29. It's in Minneapolis. And he used to work at KSTP when he was a young reporter. He was based out of New York, but he was a young reporter. He goes, I've worked in that market. He goes, it's really great. I go, Ezra, hold on. And I went to the map in my home office when I where I was living in Indianapolis. And I found Minneapolis, St. Paul. Remember, I'm a college grad. I should have known where it was. Yeah. I go, Ezra. Geography, not uh, your strong no, not suit. Not my strong suit. No. Ezra, that is near Canada. There is no way in hell I am going to live there. I don't like being cold. And he's like, Jor, give it a try. Go visit. I ended up visiting in January, which was a mistake. But yet I still came here. It was about opportunity. It was about uh, the kind of living that you could have. And I didn't have kids yet, but people said it's – we had a couple of my husband's fraternity brothers that were living here. And they're like, it's an unbelievable place to raise kids. The public schools are really good. There's green spaces. We gave it a shot, and then we didn't want to leave. We had an opportunity to leave a couple of years later, and we didn't want to leave because of all those things. So what's it? Your, we, I know we've heard, we've had people uh, call into the show before who are transplants mm-hmm. to here. Um, what's your selling point? 651-461-9226. Why do you love it here, and why would you tell others that this is the place to live? Or why not? 651-461-9226. Somebody says, uh, Minnesota, well, what are your... Uh, Pitches to get people to come live here. Best AM station in the country. And there's also WCCO Radio. (laughs) Thank you very much. Hey. Uh, Hey, George and Adam, thanks for promoting Minnesota. We love it here. Think about visiting out-of-state Minnesota in the summer. Duluth, oh, out-state Minnesota. Greater Minnesota. International. Greater, please. Yeah, Redwood Falls, Bemidji, so many lovely places. That's true. Like you could, like where you were, you know, you feel like you're on vacation. Right, I know you were ice fishing, so it was cold, but it was a different oh, yeah. uh, mentality. Brainerd Lakes area, it's gorgeous right. area, it's one beautiful. of the top destinations. Uh, we came here's another text. We came here from the Bay Area in California, which we love for my husband to go to grad school at the University of Minnesota. We were going to move right back after he was done, but we both had jobs we liked, made new friends. We were in our late twenties, and there was so much to do in the Twin Cities. Still mm-hmm. here, forty years later. Love it. 
made new friends. See, that's something that, that we, t- we take a rap for here is that it's tough to make mm-hmm. new friends in Minnesota. For me, that was hard until I married in. It was hard for me and my first husband. We were both transplants from New Jersey. And that was hard to make new friends that really accepted you and invited you over and included you in their group. Uh-huh. But once, well, he and I got divorced and then I married Mark, it seemed like I had more friends then. And hmm. I now have a new community of very good girlfriends. Yep. And my ex-husband will probably move back to New Jersey after the kids are out of high school, you know, because his real friends are yep. back there. And he misses them that much. Well, it's just, just I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I just, it's comfortable. Yeah. Those are great. And, and I feel like the community didn't necessarily, I don't know. It was hard to make huh. really good new friends here. I always wonder about that just because I mean, I, and I, I know it is. And, and I'm, I'm like your textbook guy from Minnesota too. Yeah, you hate still, everybody. <laughs> that and who you was, don't want new friends. I was with one high school friend and a college friend this right, weekend. Right. And. It's but hard it, to break in. If it is hard to break here. in. Yes. But again, it's not a reason not to, especially if one, if one spouse is from here. It's nice to have like built-in family. That was a great challenge for us. We had no family here. We just chose to stay because of the, the life and, and, you know, we were embedded, I guess, in our jobs. But someone said, I enjoy mosquito bites. Okay. <laughs> two reasons you'll stay in Minnesota, your car won't start or it was stolen. Those are two factual reasons. Yeah, that was kind of lately. Yeah, there's right. a lot. Guys, I love Minnesota. We have lots of beautiful things here and no hurricanes or tsunamis. Not yet. Pa- Paul always says that. People are going to be flocking here because our weather is, you know, our extremes are milder than extremes on the coast. Well, if we're going to have 50 degree days in January uh, more frequently in the future, then the whole, you know, winter sucks here is going to mm-hmm. quickly die away. Someone texted in, I've lived here all my life, retiring in a few years, and we are leaving. The two reasons we are leaving is ta- are taxes are way too high and we are looking for a red state. Okay. Yeah, to each his own. Yeah, and I get absolutely. that. Um, but, well, I, and I shouldn't say that. I don't get that. I get the taxes thing. Yeah, I totally get yeah. that. But like the red state. I, and and I, I, I. Well, maybe if they're residents of Minneapolis and they're finding that that city, you know, the whole city council thing has become too extreme. You know, uh, I mean, I, I could. I guess. I, I, I just. That's, you could always move to St. Cloud. That's pretty bad. Anywhere you go out of the Twin Cities, yeah, others than Rochester and Duluth mm-hmm. is really red. Yes. Um, but it's just, I wish, I wish that weren't the case. I wish we could all just oh, yeah. have neighbors who, ah, that guy f- thinks differently than I do, and so be it. Not going to happen. Ah, uh, but that's Story that's, of America, that's my where friend. We are. All right, 11.30. I was not here yesterday, but I did the homework. You, you texted me. Mm-hmm. This is the show we're going to watch, the random review I didn't care that it was your birthday. I didn't care that you were on vacation. You were doing homework. I, well, I did a lot of homework. If watching TV is homework. I did a lot of it yesterday. Excellent. I will get to our random review, Louder Milk, next on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So uh, the RRG uh, was fired up yesterday. and Thank God it gave us a comedy because I had to sit through Killers of the Flower Moon this I week. did too. 
and it was way too long. I like I, I like the story, and it's important. But Martin, again, you got to speed that stuff up, <laughs> dude. Uh, come, no one's got the attention span for that. Well, that's why you can watch it in parts. Now. I did watch I, I it did in it. parts. And oh, I, did you yes. see? I made it through the whole thing. I packed a lunch to get to my couch yeah, and had I, multiple bathroom breaks. I did hit pause in between, had a quick bite to eat, and then uh-huh. resumed watching it. Yeah, right. So um, but, took a vacation. But no, so Loudermill, you're right. It, it's... Perfect bite-sized comedy. Yeah, Loudermilk's fun. So Loudermilk is a Ron Livingston, who, if you remember Office Space, he was, uh, what was, was his a name? A long time ago. I mean, you're really- What was his name? Uh, office Space. Um, yeah. We're going to need you to come in. Uh, what was his name <laughs> I, I in Office go Space? I want to watch that again with the kids, because that uh, was funny. Peter? Was it Peter? Have you seen my stapler? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Peter, I think was his name. Yeah. Peter. Yeah, we're going to need you to Peter? come in. And he was also in um, Band of Brothers. In a much more serious role. Much more serious. But he's been around uh, here and then. Very one of those, oh, that guy actor. So he plays Loudermilk, who's this recovering uh, alcoholic. Who And he, he runs a group. He heads up yes, he's a group a, of alcoholics, men and women, mm-hmm. uh, that can come for, you know, their meetings yeah. a, a, from AA. Yep. And he was a rock uh, critic. He was mm-hmm. a rock writer, wrote books. Doesn't and, do that anymore. Major misanthrope. Yep. Like negative. And he lives right. with his sponsor, played by Will Sasso, who, very funny guy. He was on Mad TV. Mm-hmm. And Will Sasso, by the way, might have the best Jesse Ventura impersonation ever. If you can find Will Sasso doing Jesse Ventura, because what he'll do is he'll read like, he'll read like, there's one where he's reading an Arby's ad. And he'll just double beef and it's so good and then he'll start yeah but he'll start going into conspiracy theories in the middle of the ad and it's so good uh so check that out yeah so but he plays um louder milk sponsor and roommate who has fallen off the wagon but you've gotten that far already oh yeah those first episode remember because like she comes over he's hiding the martini behind the door yes 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 yes. so yeah it's it's a good premise Mm -hmm. and it's Pretty funny. I, I will admit there was a, a couple of laugh out loud moments when mm-hmm. the when the group ends up having to move and they meet in the coffee shop and the guy is telling about his and the kids are in there. So funny. Um, not family friendly. Not for not for the kids. That one. A lot one. of curse words. A lot of curse words. Yeah. But he plays your grump. You know, he's a recovering alcohol, but, but he's also a just heart. a jerk with a big heart. Mm-hmm. But he's protects himself with this gruff exterior. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was very funny. I thought, And I watched the first one. I went right into the second one. And I probably that's one that it's not, not like I'm going to make appointments for, but it's one where if I can sit on the couch and think, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch this. Because the third season is just out now. Oh. And it's all over the place. People are talking about it. So oh, really? I'm, yeah. So it must oh, okay. be really good even continuing into the second and third seasons. People said, let's see, uh, watch three episodes of Louder Milk. Interesting show. I'm a former alcoholic, so I got it. This texture gives it nine out of ten swear jars. Yes, I get it. Uh, loved Louder Milk. Another texture writes. Another texture says, tremendous. Um, I, too, Adam, like, do you want to give it a rating? Yeah, I'll, do, I'll go eight out of ten. Eight out of ten um, nice. martinis, martinis, I guess. Um, I, too, liked it. Don't I drink think. eight martinis, by Please the way. Please don't. Please don't. Um, I... Thought he is adorable. Yeah. I love Will Stasso. Uh, strangely shaped man. He's a, I don't know he's if you noticed guy. that. Yeah, he's very. He's a yeah. large guy. Yeah, strangely Heavy. shaped guy. 
Um, wow, so, you're body shaming Will Sasso. I didn't know that was part of the bit. I, I always notice his shape, and I, I think he's got really skinny legs. He's got though. a very round head, too. That, that, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what's throwing me off. It's the giant noggin. But anyway, I digress. I really liked it. I thought Loudermilk was funny. I liked the characters. I thought there, there's definitely a good message here, like a kind of a Ted Lasso message that, you know, there, you can be helped. There is redemption. The characters in the room of the um, – that are in the group have such massive issues yes. that they just boom, like come out with this. One guy is complaining he hasn't seen his daughter in 10 years because when she was 10, he wouldn't let her go to a concert and she said, then I don't want to stay with you. And he goes, I, I took that as she never wants to see me again and he yeah. never called her again. So he hasn't been a parent in her life and then they go – you know, How many her, episodes did you watch? Did you not see this I yet? I didn't see this okay, part. So maybe three? Maybe. Th- I bet you you were on a different season. No, 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 no. no. I'm sh- it's definitely the first season. I started with, right. oh, maybe I've seen more. But then they find out he's got seven kids. and just, like it, it, The characters are so funny yeah. and such in a bad way that you think, oh, my life looks pretty good compared to what they're struggling with. But I would definitely give it um, – you know, I, I'll give it seven flasks out of ten because I, again, I must. We must have watched a lot of them last night because they're not long. No, they're only about so, twenty-two minutes. Twenty-two. Yeah, minutes. we sort of blew through it, and we need something just fun and yeah. light. Um, did you do the assignment, David? I did. Really? Did By the you way, only the fact uh, I did only watch one okay. episode. That's all David can. Hear. They are. I just went back and look. Most of them are actually like twenty-six or twenty-seven right. minutes somewhere easy, in there, easy. which is easy peasy. And I was reflecting on this that the way we used to watch comedies is they were half an hour, but it was a TV half hour with commercials, which means... 22 minutes. 21, 22 minutes, and the rest is commercials. So for a lower investment of time, only 26 minutes, you're getting more show. Oh, okay. Which uh, I think is great. I think it's you know evidence of progress or something, but uh, it makes me actually want to sit down and watch these because, look, I'm not watching like a sitcom on tv with commercials that's no. just not happening mm-hmm. um we're, right we're spoiled by shows like this that you can just watch and you mentioned it too segue to the next next episode it's so easy to just keep watching oh right yeah. it's just so you get the bar uh, yeah. the next episode yeah. coming up and yeah. you yep. just do nothing you get go. a snack and yeah. you're good to go oh yeah can i so. say something i put on a new like so i'm out of my deodorant so i've oh no 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 i opened the drawer today and Explains i forgot my wife had bought me a package it's it's that loomy stuff Oh That's yeah, for they're, women. they're based here. But there's the a men, there's a there's a men's brand of Lumi. Okay, that's for people who have serious body odor. Well, she bought it to me as a gift. Anyway, that I'm wearing that deodorant, and and it's like throwing me totally off my what? game because I'm smelling this different deodorant, and I'm like, oh. is that me? It does it smell good though. Not really. Okay, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I like my traditional Old Spice, mm-hmm. uh, Bear Claw. It's called, mm-hmm. and this is throwing me off. All right, well, you got to ask Jen if you can go back. Well, I will go back. Yeah. I, it's necessity. She might like this better, but thanks for sharing. So now we know what that smell in the studio is. Yes. Good to know. Usually when I run out of deodorant, I just grab my wife's. Does she use like Dove Fru-Fru? I don't know. It's powder? a women's deodorant, but does it really matter? It really doesn't. Does she do the same? Would she grab yours if she That's a good out? question. I would. I've used Mark's. Have you used Mark's? For sure, yeah. Absolutely. I'd probably use my son's. Like, whatever. You, you want to have deodorant. 
So if you're yeah, you out, have to have it better than without. Better than without. I don't mind smelling like Old Spice. No, in fact, I would take. I think it's probably Dove. I don't know. Jen uses. Yeah, Who knows? Delicious. But it's probably better than what I'm wearing right now. Yeah, delicious. I hope. Yeah, and I imagine women's would work the same as men's. I don't know if it's stronger because you're a dude. Stronger. It wasn't that. <laughs> Speed sticks is tag slogan, like stronger for stronger a man, for a man, but made for a woman. Oh, that was the t- who, who who had that ad slogan? That is strong so enough for a man, but made strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. All right, I have to Google that. Uh, you asked a question because we have to do some housekeeping before the show ends because people are going to be like, okay, they said they were going to do this and they didn't. What do uh, we do? Are what? we skipping Dear Jordana this week? Oh, no, but no. thank you for asking because tomorrow is our. Uh, our Radiothon for Second Harvest Heartland, Let's Kick Hunger. Uh, so, yes, we will be at Second Harvest doing the show from there. We will do Dear Jordana on Friday. Um, the other question was February. Why did you ask how you pronounce it? Because I just wanted to say it properly. February, because the R comes before the U. Okay. According to Google Bard, Okay. The pronunciation Enough of with the Google bar. can vary slightly depending on your Do you think for yourself reading. anymore? Are you, you've become an AI person. Here are the two most common All ways right. to say it. February, February, yep. which is how I say it. This is the most common pronunciation in American English. The emphasis is on the first syllable. Um, some people might also add a slight W sound after the U, February. Okay. Um, the other traditional pronunciation and they say this is more traditional it's the uk mm-hmm. way to say it the commonwealth countries february february right that's how you say it emphasis is on the first syllable both pronunciations i are go on holiday in correct. february but here's some additional tips make sure you roll your tongue slightly for the r february february why it's 50 degrees in february again i have no idea what that accent is but that is an acceptable it's almost welsh you say it, David. Well, it's February. February. But we started talking about this because in one of Paul's forecasts, uh-huh. he moved it to a three-syllable word. He said Febru- February. 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 I can't even think of how to say it now. Feb- February. 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 Yeah. So it's February. three, which should yes. be four syllables, right? But February. if you say it quickly, four. sometimes you can get it down to three, February. what Paul was doing. It says in, might, in some regional variations. February. That might be, that February. Might be Amish Pennsylvania February. thing because he grew up in Amish country. There are variations that are shorter like February, February in certain dialects. So that doesn't sound great, but he might still be correct. I like February. I don't. Uh, is the show you're talking about on Netflix, Paul? Yes, it is. Uh, Louder Milk on Netflix. We kind of Got off track. Though. Yeah, we yes. did. Sorry. And somebody says, that. yes, it's Mando. That's the name of the the deodorant I'm wearing. Oh, the Lumi Mando? Mando. It's yeah. Called. And she is a dermatologist who, I think she was a dermatologist, who is based here. She came on my night show a thousand years ago because there is, remember at the end of that movie, The Holdovers, mm-hmm. where Paul Giamatti yep. says that he's got this condition where his body smells like fish? And by the end of the day, it's worse. Mm-hmm. Well, she is a local dermatologist who started Lumi for people that have severe sweating conditions. Yeah. Or I'm se- one of them. Severe body odor conditions. I'm not one of them. Well, no, it, 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 it's yes. a clinical problem. Yeah, like it's really, again, yeah. I don't mean to, you know, we're not want to joke, but it, it is a problem. Yeah. So she started it. And then, of course, she's got lots of, you know, more more continuing product 
what are, what are those called? Like product line. products. Yeah. Product larger line. product line mm-hmm. that is regular deodorant for people like you and me. But yeah, I believe she's based here. Lumi, L-U-M-E deodorant. And secret is the deodorant that's strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. Really? They that couldn't get away so with that anymore? Sexist. Why? Strong enough for, meaning men are stronger than women, but physically they no, probably No, I mean strong are. enough that men like stink more because men stink more. That's why. That's still, that's not sexist. Is it sexist? No, it's not. Strong enough for a man to cover a man's beastly odor, but made for a woman. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 